You're listening to State of the Grind. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to State of the Grind. With me, as always, is my business partner, Kyle Anderson. And today we have a very, very special guest with us, Miss Chelsea Pites. Chelsea is the National Director of Social Sales for uh, Fidelity National Title, which includes all of our brands. Um, Chelsea is right off of, we're straight off of attending Agent 2021 with Gary Vaynerchuk in Miami, but Chelsea is straight off of actually being one of the amazing speakers at Agent 2021 from her panel on building a personal brand. And uh, Chelsea is also the author of Talking in Pictures. Chelsea, welcome to State of the Grind. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here and can't wait to talk a little bit more about Agent 2021. Now, before before we get too into it, Chelsea, people, uh, I know people are going to find value. How do people find you on uh, Instagram and all those social sites? You can find me by my name, which is not that easy to spell. So I'm going to spell it out. It's at Chelsea.Pites, P-E-I-T-Z. It's like E-I-E-I-O. So that's how I remember it. <laughs> like old McDonald's. <laughs> And you can find me on all the socials and YouTube under that name. Now, I also I also forgot one thing. You are the host of your own podcast, The Voice of Social Sales, which can be found on iTunes and Spotify, and I'm sure all the good stuff, right? Yes, and we're all fine podcasters. So we're all fine podcasts. So Chelsea, uh, before we talk about kind of our takeaways from Agent 2021, you were a speaker and you got to go to all the VIP stuff and meet Gary. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience of actually presenting at that event? Yes. Okay. So first I have to give a shout out to Gary V's team, VaynerMedia. I have to tell you, there's, I think like three people mainly who run all of their events and their events as somebody who has not only given large events, but participated in a lot of large conferences it was on point. The location was amazing. The information they gave, we had several meetings prior to where we got to meet all the people that we were going to be on the panel with. And let me tell you one thing that blew my mind. We talk about amazing customer experience. A friend of mine came with me and she was not speaking, but had uh, met with the team prior, you know, just on a, on a virtual call. As we're signing in, she says, oh, hi, it's so nice to meet you. And the team member says, oh, I know exactly who you are and said her name. He recognized her voice. And we were like, wow, that was like an amazing experience. Like the customer service level and how on point they were with everything was bar none for sure. So just kudos to the team on a great job. If you are looking to go to a conference that does it right, it's that for sure. And then meeting Gary did not disappoint. He was incredibly kind, made sure that he took time to talk to every single person, take pictures. I was not disappointed. And sometimes when you hold somebody in such high self, you know, esteem and you're like, this is my idol, this is my inspiration, you, know, you can be disappointed, but it was it was better than I could have imagined and hoped for. So it was awesome. That's awesome. You know, we, Kyle and I've had the opportunity now to meet him a couple times and they always say, don't ever meet like your hero. Like Kyle and I are definitely like Gary V fanboys. Um, and, and just his approach to everybody even those are you know there's a thousand people that want to meet him when he's talking to you he's only looking at you he's not looking around the room um I, i'm glad i'm glad that you had the uh the same experience so what was it like being up on that stage at um the hard rock stadium in miami 
it was it was really really awesome because you know the the real estate section and I, I think you guys went to all the different areas too like I did I just wanted to check out what was happening in all the other tracks but it was full which really showed me that our industry is thirsty for what's happening what's new what's next people were sta- it was standing room only they were spilling out into the other area. So it was an awesome, um, it was an awesome room. It was, it was much more intimate than some of the other stages, which was nice because you got the chance to actually talk with people afterwards. It wasn't like three or 5,000 people and the sea of darkness where you couldn't even see people's faces. So it was, it was kind of surreal though, too, because, you know, everywhere you looked, there was a video camera. Every single person in the audience either had their own or had, you know, an entourage, someone filming them, which it was great. You know, they're making content. That's what they were there for. Um, but sitting there on stage with some people that I had known before, I had the pleasure to speak with before. Um, for example, Peter Lorimer, who's incredible. I mean, he's had his own Netflix show. Like that, that's pretty awesome. You know, there were some, some really big personalities that it was incredible to actually share a stage with. So it was definitely a bucket list item. It was on my vision board. I can cross that off and it was incredible. That's awesome. So Kyle, you have a question. Yeah, you know, so um you know, my question is uh it, it kind of goes off of uh, a statement that Gary made this past oh, I don't know, it, it was on what, the last week on Instagram or um kind of get some some harsh vibes on on our industry and and kind of said that you know, it's not necessarily like I don't want to quote for a quote, but Chelsea, I think you know what I'm talking about, kind of saying that you don't necessarily need to own a home these days, right? In order to, you know, make it. Um, I don't know if you've seen caught any of that. I did. Yeah. You know, I, I will say this, you know, it's, it's, he's very, um, you know, he's very out there and in public. So anything that he could say, anything that any of us can say, you know, could be construed one way or the other. And uh, yeah, he got a lot of, got a lot of heat and social that I saw on Twitter and and Facebook for for some of the comments that he made uh, for sure about that. Do you think that people like misinterpreted what he was trying to get at though? Well, here's the thing. At the end of the day, everybody gets to have their own opinion. And and that's the beauty of what we what we do in the country that we live in. I love that I get to have my own opinion. Um and do I think that there could have been more context? I think that no matter what we see is we see one little sound bite, one sound clip we don't really get the context. And I know in some of those Twitter exchanges, he actually responded with a video and said, I basically, I should have given more context around what I was talking about. And I think for for all of us, you have to do what's right for you. I am a homeowner. I've been in the real estate industry for 20 years. I've also rented because when I started my company, which I actually did not take a loan for, I had it for seven years and I got to sell it at a profit, which was amazing. That's like an entrepreneur's dream. I rented for four years and I also lived with my mother-in-law in in a thousand square foot house. So I understand that at different times of everybody's life, we have no idea what's happening in somebody else's life that it, you know, whatever fits for them at the time. Um, So was it contextual? Yeah, there's probably some context around it, but that could happen to any of us. Uh, But I, you know, we're coming off of an event that people could definitely say, I don't know if I like that. You know, I don't think he was necessarily bad mouthing home ownership necessarily or our industry or anything like that. I think it, 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 you know, it it would be, it would be not super wise of him to 
have a, uh, an event like that for real estate and then say something like that. I think he sees the opportunity and the value in that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you listen to his content, like all three of us do, if you take one little snippet of what he says, I'll, you know, anybody could be taken out of context. And if you listen and become a follower of, you know, what he preaches in the context of what he says, I, I personally don't think it's that big of a deal. But let's talk more about Agent 2021. Um, you know, you attended the sessions as well as being a speaker. Chelsea, what were some of your takeaways? I loved the session that really focused on voice and podcasting and flash briefings because I just feel that that is absolutely where we're going. So it was great to go to a conference and hear more about that because I go to a lot of conferences and not, not a lot of people are talking about that. That was really <laughs> awesome, kind of hearing how to put it together. Um, I definitely enjoyed, um, you know, Instagram was there, which was awesome. I actually got to go down and talk to the folks that work at Instagram and they kind of gave me like a like a sneak little tip because they could see how excited I was about stories and that I'm a heavy user of it. So it was neat that, you know, they actually had these giant companies that you think of when you think of like Facebook or Instagram, and you're like, wow, there's actually people that work there and they're really nice and really helpful and are giving us tips. So, um, you know, obviously the theme of the day was branding and content and make more of it and have a personal brand. And I always say, you know, your brand is not a house. It's really about you. And in 2019, people expect you to have your own television show. And it's more about being human and connecting with someone's face than, you know, ego or fame. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked uh, the closing session, you know, when you did the Q&A, I thought one of the big takeaways, there was a, a, a young man who was bad mouthing the NFL. Um, when he was talking about, you know, like reality TV and stuff like that. And it's just, you know, we look in, in reality shows of one because we're interested in what other people are doing. And by having, you know, yourself, Gary V, some of the other folks that are up there, you know, kind of give permission to document what you're doing. I thought that was uh, I, I thought that's going to, you know, empower me to kind of go a little bit deeper in my own life and share more. Yeah, I think the Q&A is always where the money is, right? That's where all the good stuff comes out. I mean, that's why Gary loves the Q&A the most. And all of us, you know, want to hear what his answer is going to be. And sometimes you get that like punch in the face. You're like, well, yeah, it's pretty obvious, but that's what I need to do. It's just like, well, I guess I, I got to actually eat better if I'm, if I'm going to, you know, lose three pounds that I keep complaining about. And sometimes you just need to hear that. Um, it's just right place, right time. Maybe it's the right environment. You're with a, a group of people that are all kind of believing in the same thing. So um, I do love the Q&A and it always gives sort of a, a new perspective on, on what people can be doing. And I like that it was different industries because I'm a really big believer in looking to other industries um, because I just, I just feel like industry is irrelevant. It's what behavior isn't. And so we can learn from from somebody who's in a completely different industry and they can learn from us and there's just different ways of looking at things. So I enjoyed that piece of it as well. Chelsea, was there anything that you learned that was surprising that you didn't know or that you like, was there like some kind of moment that happened where um, a light bulb went off for you? Well, I don't, I don't know if I had like a full aha light bulb, never heard this before moment, but what it did for me and I'm sure for you as well is it reignited that I just need to keep going on this course, or I, I can't get in my own head. I, and, and that happens to me. That happened to me two weeks ago where I was trying to do a podcast and I was forcing it and I couldn't do it. And then I got down on myself because I'm like, I should be able to do this. Like, what's the problem? And the next day I just went for it and probably was one of the best ones I ever did. So it's just that idea of sometimes you just need to hear something that either one sparks an idea for you 
um, or an inspiration. And that's why I continue to like consume all sorts of different content to give me the ideas. And then two is like, well, sometimes you just have to do it because the stuff we think is going to just kill it a lot of times does not kill it. And the stuff that goes viral, as you guys probably know, it's just can be completely random. And you're like, wow, that was awesome. How do we repeat that? Right. Yeah. I mean, so David, David got to go last year and I remember him coming back and we uh, just wrote down just a huge laundry list of, of things that we wanted to take down in 2018. And it, it did the same thing. I got to go this year with David and uh, yeah, we came back and said, okay, here's the things that we also had on the list last year that we definitely need to make sure that we're going to hit this year. So, you know, we're, we're, we're taking the steps necessary to, to do that. But yeah, it does kind of reignite that, that fire to, to, to push out content and really get out there. Well, it's just, it's for me, like the, the stuff that you get out of that event is actual quantifiable, actionable items. Like, um, you know, you don't leave, I mean, me personally, like I don't leave feeling like a million bucks and ready to, you know, fight Rocky or something like that. But I leave with, you know, actionable steps to move forward in, in real value. So, um, you know, as far as creating content, you know, a big thing was the Facebook Live and the Instagram Live. Chelsea, you, I can't remember it, but you have some like ridiculous record of posting a Facebook live or an Instagram live every day for like stories, years yeah. or stories. Uh, 1,160 something days now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 1, I, I have yeah, so my life on Snapchat and Instagram every single day for that long. Really? Like I started with Snapchat, but it's not been one day that's gone by that I haven't vlogged in my life. And um, that's really weird to think of it that way that it's been that many years, like to the point where if I didn't, people would be calling me like, is something wrong? Are you okay? In fact, that happened to me today. I was looking through my stories and there's somebody that's always there and there's no story. And I got really worried. And I sent that person a message. I'm like, are you okay? I haven't heard back from that person, but I am kind of worried because when you're in that world of, you know, being there consistently, um, it's, it's just becomes kind of like your way of life, not for everybody, but for me, I love it. And it's been incredible, not only for my, my business, my friendships, my brand, it's just changed my life. Now, now, Chelsea, what would you say from the other perspective? What would you tell the person that isn't necessarily sold on putting that out there on these sites, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, what would you tell them to do that either a don't believe in it or or b are are afraid to to put that stuff out there well i think it's really easy to help the quote unquote non believers because i really do come at it with a factual scientific background and 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 i can help them understand with real life examples that we do every day that you know might open their mind to think well maybe there is something to it um but you may not change mindsets and that's totally okay for the people who are afraid that's a whole other ball of wax because they could be afraid of um, being on camera. They could hate the way that they sound. They could just be terrified in general of going live or sharing their life. And for those people that are afraid, but want to do it and understand that there is value to be gained from it to them, I say there's a difference between being personal and being private. And, you know, I, go, I talk a lot about human to human and being relatable and how those things can connect us. And we don't even realize it's happening. And that takes a while to figure out your mojo. Like you're not going to go on the first time on a live or a story and be like, hey, this is me. I'm authentic and real. 
you have to test things and figure things out and get comfortable with it, just like anything else in the world that we're doing. And right. what happens is when you get to that level, it's there's something that's really um, transparent, but also something that attracts other people to you. But when I go out for date night with my husband, you may see the restaurant we're dining in, but you're not listening to my conversation with him. That's private, but I can still be personal and relatable and have a lot of incredible conversations around what I'm doing, which is why we always talk about, I know you guys always talk about it as well. It's like when you're in real estate and lending, you need to not talk about real estate and lending all the time. There's ways to talk about real estate without talking about it. You know, whether you're out and about in your community or interviewing people that still represents real estate. So it's more about being personal than private. A hundred percent. You know, since I started, you know, really going hard on on Instagram stories and Facebook stories, like really peeling back the curtain and giving people, you know, in a more insight into my life. You know, I, I talked about my the bulletproof coffee addiction that I have. You know, the next thing I I see, I'm I'm at a, a craft brewery and the guy behind the counter says oh my God, like, how's the bulletproof coffee thing going for you? Like, you know, it's just, it's unbelievable. And then like, I got a sous vide machine on offer up last week and I, I did a small segment on there. And the next day, you know, one of our clients went out and bought one. Like it's crazy. And here's the crazy thing too. And we're talking about this from a business perspective. Here's, here's the thing. Those real things make the business things matter more. So when people are watching me with my dog and my kid and whatever we're doing that they can relate to, when I drop a tip, when I drop, you know, a statistic, when I drop a teaching moment that's educational, that's when they pay attention. It's even more valuable because now they're already like they're in, like they are, they are bought into your life and they're with you. So it's, I started out for years just doing business, straight up education. That's all I did every day, had a show, rain or shine. I did it. And it did work, but I will tell you, I could have probably done exponential growth in half the time if I had started to be a little bit more personal, started to do a little bit more of like the edutaining um, and being real than just going for that topic. Um, but I didn't know what I didn't know until I accidentally happened across it and was like, hey, there's something about this. Right. Chelsea, let me ask you this. Um, you know, are, are there any final thoughts on Agent 2021 that, uh, you know, that you're teaching us or sharing with folks uh, that, that are would be important to share on this podcast? Yes, I am a huge, huge, huge believer in personal branding. And I know that's a really giant, you know, nebulous term of like, what is a personal brand? And it's really as simple as figuring out who you want to serve and what your message is. And to be honest, figuring out what your message is will be the very hardest part. And, you know, I, I would encourage people to, to think about what they do for whom that results in what that little formula and ask other people and then have something, even if it's not that great, even if you think it's amazing now. And in two years, you look back and you're like, wow, that was not a great idea for my personal brand or it just wasn't as refined or niche down or whatever it is, you have to start somewhere and then don't get overwhelmed in making the content. And as much as we all love Gary, I'm not a a total 100% supporter of, you know, make 10,000 pieces of content a day, just not for me, but I believe in making the content. But I think people need to also, when we're talking about human and I absolutely make content, so not saying not to, but maybe a little bit less contenting and a little bit more commenting, really starting to talk to people. And guess what? 
you have to be proactive, even me, even today, I went to Instagram and did hashtag searches and looked through 30 posts before I found one to make an actual intelligent and caring comment on. I probably picked up one follower, but that's how it works. Well, and speaking of talking to people, it's a good segue. Next week, we are super lucky, David and I, to share a stage with you. Yes, we are. In case you want a little warm up pack. We're the we're the opener, the cold opener. Yeah. You know, you know the, the guys the guys that show up while people are still getting drinks at the bar and filling in the seats with an undercard. Yeah, but I'm just saying what if you're the closer right before happy hour, nobody wants to be that one, right? <laughs> I'm standing so between those people and their drinks. We're really excited. So we'll we'll publish this episode and then uh We'll also get an audio feed and, and post that as a podcast up here too. So Awesome. Chelsea, uh, any final thoughts? What are you reading right now? Oh, I'm reading a bunch of Brene Brown books. I got five of them for Christmas. I'm reading Daring Greatly. I'm also reading Marketing Rebellion by uh, Mark Schaefer, which is about human brands winning. And I'm really nerding out because I'm reading a textbook called Wired for Speech, which is how our brains respond to hearing speech, which I'm going to apply to podcasting. That's a good place to start. Uh, for Brene Brown, her uh, her TED talk oh, was phenomenal. So um, yeah, we'll probably we'll link to that, so you don't have to go searching for it. Um, Chelsea, thank you for joining us one more time. How do people find you online? You can find me on all the socials by my name, and my last name is P E I T Z. Awesome, Chelsea. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to State of the Grind. Be sure to ch follow Chelsea Pites and check out the Voice of Social Sales podcast, and you'll be hearing from us real soon. Thank you for listening. To stay in the grind with us, please subscribe. Keep grinding.